Reaching Tax Flow podcast, where the goal is to empower and educate you to legally and ethically minimize taxes paid over your lifetime. Hey everyone, back at it again here at Teaching Tax Flow, the podcast. Now on to episode 31, what qualifies as a business deduction. In this episode, we actually get a little uh, we get a little spicy, as some may say, a little feisty, uh, just on this topic and diving into some of the examples. Probably one of the best examples of a business deduction you may have ever heard in your life. We're actually going to go over to based off of Chris's past experience with a client. Uh, so please grab your notepad, grab that pen, jot down some notes, almost a guarantee that something will come up here that you were not aware of that you could take advantage of with your taxes right away. So enjoy the show. But before we do that, let's take a moment as always, thank our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by Reps Tracker. Are you a real estate investor who is bogged down with a huge tax burden? Real estate investing can open the door to powerful tax benefits. Reps Tracker can streamline the process of accelerating these tax benefits. To take advantage of a special TTF community discount, go to www repstracker.com slash affiliate slash teaching tax flow and use the code IFG. You can look in our show notes or email us at hello at teachingtaxflow.com. I'll just give you the title of this one now and then we'll deal with all the details. How about that, Chris? Sounds good. Awesome. Well, the title of this one is what qualifies for a business deduction. So if that didn't get your attention, hopefully this will. So I'm John Trapalski host of Teaching Tax Flow, the podcast. Again, to my right, as we like to poke fun at a little bit, uh, Chris Pachiro. How are we doing, Chris? I am well. Thank you for asking. Awesome. Happy to be here on this this episode because... It's going to be a good one. It, oh, they're all, they're all good ones. And we get the question all the time of, can I deduct blank? Can I deduct blank? So we're going to dispel a few myths. We're going to give you some great advice so to take to either, hopefully... One of your teaching tax flow black belts, your tax preparers of, that we have in, in teaching tax flow, or your tax preparer if you have a, a great one. And before we get running, one thing I have to admit, I really look forward to this one because now I get to push your buttons a little bit. So, mm. and I'm going to, I have some examples that I have asked Chris over the past, realistically, the past 10 years, I've probably started to ask you some of these, we won't call them ridiculous questions, but exactly what you said. Can I write off blank? And, and sometimes I think you give me the stare, you know, when you, when you move, when you moved away from me, man, when, when you moved from Michigan to Tennessee, yeah. we talked to the phone and I, I, I had convinced that if you could punch me in the throat when I asked him, you would. Let's dive into this a little. Again, the, the title of this is what qualifies or quote unquote does not qualify for a business deduction. So Chris, give us a little bit of background on what the IRS, what parameters the IRS gives us for this. Well, John, I'm sure, just like some of the other episodes, you did your show prep reading IRS Publication 535. Oh, absolutely. I, I have my notes right here, right here. So IRS Publication 535 really goes through business expenses. But what is important to understand is this. It's really simple in some ways. For an expense to be deductible by business, it has to meet two criteria. It has to be ordinary and necessary. Now, before you ask me your 
questions. He's rolling his eyes, folks. I'm never, never, never allude to that they're dumb questions. <laughs> the IRS does not tell you, here's a list of deductible expenses and here's a list of not deductible expenses. An ordinary expense is one that is common and accepted in your industry. That is different between each industry. A necessary expense, according to the IRS, is one that is helpful and appropriate for your trade or business. So, ordinary and necessary. Every industry is different. Someone that is a musician that performs live, and now obviously, you know, I don't have this problem, but has to have their hair done for every performance, those type of expenses would be deductible for that person. But someone that works in an office that just wants to feel good about themselves and look good and gets their hair done, that is not deductible. So let's have a little fun with this one. Okay. So I know, I know Chris, I like to put you on the spot and you in return, you really don't put me on the spot. So I'm pretty lucky with that one. I think I just put a target on my back, but I noticed you sometimes like to put our guests on the spot with rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let, let's put a fun little twist to this one. So instead of asking, <laughs> there's the eye roll yeah, and the clinching of the fist. So I'm not going to ask you, and folks, he had no idea that this was coming, by the way, that is a genuine comment. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you hear a bang, he threw something at me. <laughs> so I'm not going to ask you anything new with your personal life. I'm not going to ask you about dogs or cats, what your favorite weekends are, what your favorite beverages, favorite food, none of that. I'm going to give you an item, okay? And that item, basically the question I'm going to ask without asking it after the first one is, is it deductible, yes or no? Okay. And for a business deduction. Okay. Not personal, business only. Here's the challenge for you, and I've known you for a very long time. <laughs> I'm building up to this to make him nervous. I've known you for a long time, and I do not give me your CPA answer with a very, don't educate me on it, say yes or no, and you get one sentence following that, okay. justifying it. So <laughs> I have six of them. Okay. Ten? What if I have to ask you something then. Okay. What okay. business are you in? Oh, see, qualified question. All of my answers are going to be, it depends on. Okay. Well, let's say, oh man, let's say, let's say I'm a traveling salesman, not telling you okay, what it is. So you're a traveling salesman, traveling sales. Are they, are you an independent manufacturer's rep? Oh boy, here we go. So, but these are good questions. So I can't, I cannot avoid these. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I guess I can be. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Again, I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you seven of them. Okay. okay. And again, say yes or no. One answer explanation. Okay. Travel. You, you want my disc assessment? You want my C? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Straight to the point. So the question is: Can the following be deducted as a business expense? Okay. Yes or no. Suits as an apparel. No. Why? I don't have to tell you why. You asked it for a one answer. Good. And that's even better. I'm, I'm very proud of you, sir. <laughs> Home internet. Yes, assuming that you have a qualified home office. Ooh, okay. Very valid question or a very valid response. I'm sorry. What about a boat membership? Because there's a lot of these around the country now and people are taking advantage of Instead of purchasing a boat, it's basically... A- no, if you're, if you're a traveling salesman, no. But, oh, there it is. 
Oh, it's and, by the way. And something, yes. We don't need it. We don't need it. And for some people, they could deduct a boat. For our real estate brokers and agents that live in coastal communities that legitimately take people out to properties via water, because it's quite frankly easier, or charter boat fishermen. Sure, but for you, no. Sorry. You know what? I'm very proud of you there, too. You you went more than one sentence, but you stopped yourself and you stayed on topic. Good answer, sir. What about any travel expenses? Very easy question, somewhat. Not any. Let's put it this way. Travel expenses related to business. Yes. Okay. He's still clenching his fist because he wants to say more, but you're not allowed. Pet food. No. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? I'm <laughs> Oh, that's our first call on this podcast. It's okay because that's oh. the dumbest one, right? We will um, pretty dumb. But you know what? Here's the thing. And I'll, I'll let you, right, I'll, I'll let I'll you know venture off on this one because I want to hear this. We had a client that owned a scrap metal yard in a not so nice area. He had two pit bulls that lived outside. And the cost of the dog for him to maintain those pit bulls was a sec- legitimate security expense. The pit bulls were not inside. They lived in the scrapyard and protected the assets of the scrapyard. And the scrapyard was in a impoverished area. So, so, so not, not, it wasn't a horrible question. It was just a bad question. Well, leave it to, <laughs> leave, leave, leave it to somebody with your experience to take that, which was literally intended just to derail everything we're talking about. And then bring it bring it into reality so so in a sense too on, on that note I, I do have one more we're gonna ask actually you know what can you deduct planes can you deduct a plane he's thinking folks well first of all you want you must be one heck of a salesperson if you're buying a plane i'm the best around right like i i'm the only sales rep yes for a manufacturer you can deduct an aircraft um if you would deduct the business use part of the aircraft. And we actually have clients that buy aircraft and our pilot licensed pilots that either um, charter it or they utilize it for business travel because they might have real estate transactions and business in several states. And I'm sure it can be justified based on you know time of travel. Engine hours. Can you actually write, so you can't write off mileage on a plane, right? It would be like, is there a, and I'm trying to stump him here. So I may be able to do yeah, that. No, so it's for all standard mileage deductions for car and truck. Cause you may just have a bad pilot who doesn't drive in a straight line. Well, if you're so. pissing away them, such a money <laughs> driving around our airplane to get mileage and you've got other problems. We're getting, oh, that's just bad words. I hope my kids don't. Oh, it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll put something in it. It's so funny. Everybody that's listening to this. So you guys will hear the polished product. Now that we're going to cut anything out of it. But the, we have so much fun doing these. And these are conversations that we really have, even when we're not recording. Um, I'm probably going to have to clip the audio because we're, we get a little loud. Mm-hmm. But, but lively. So thank you for, for participating in my, well, I guess we can call it an experiment. What, um, it, that, no, it's actually, it's not a bad experiment. So, I, and I've never heard that. You've actually never told me that story either about the, about the scrapper, but it makes sense, right? So mm-hmm. not... I mean, I, I love animals. I mean, clearly, I mean, we have a basset hound who's louder than a car alarm, but is are those animals, so those dogs in that situation, are they actually property of the business? 
then? So, so could you really write off, and in a sense, would a deduction be the food? Um, I, I hate to say maintenance of sure, that, like vet bills. So. Yes, you could make an argument that definitely the food and the vet bills um, would be deductible. Ordinary. So security is ordinary and common and necessary. So basically sending your dog on a, on a lavish, all-inclusive vacation because you think he needs a vacation is not time away off, off the property is not ordinary. I assume. No, and probably you're not going to take these pit bulls that live in a, a scrapyard. What if I like some? Pit bulls are I, very, I, yeah, absolutely. They're very loyal and great animals. It's the little ones. It's know. just, I don't see you taking them to the spa or as a service dog to the airport. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, we could, we could have some fun with this one. But. Uh, but in, in all seriousness, so let's talk about, <clears throat> we know what the two requirements are for something to be deductible. Once we figure out if it's deductible or not for a business perspective, then we look at, is it an expense that we deduct in the current tax year? Or is it something we capitalize and write over a period of years? And we will call it, we would say depreciate, or technically we call it makers, which is modified accelerated cost recovery system. Okay, wake up from your nap. Yeah, we know that's a, that's a mouthful. So depending on the expenditure, we would either deduct it in the current year, or we would set it up for depreciation, write it off over a, a period of years. And sometimes it actually benefits the taxpayer to write something off over a period of years, especially if you think your marginal tax rate is going to be higher in the future than it is now. Especially with, say, startups. I mean, your your startup costs, I think it goes without saying, are usually extremely high. Cost of goods sold if you're in manufacturing, especially. Um, right? So Absolutely. And, and, but sometimes you might have capital expenses that you can make a tax special tax election, what's called the de minimis safe harbor election, that you take immediately. That's why it's so important to really understand the concepts of teaching tax flow and understand what is your marginal tax rate. If you don't know your marginal tax rate, then you really, that's the basis of tax planning. It's very different than tax strategy. And, and we encourage you to jump into teaching tax flow and educate yourself about these things. But if you're just getting started, you want to put your, dip your toes in to tax planning and strategy, check out our private Facebook group, Defeating Taxes. Put a question out there. One of our teaching tax flow black belts will answer it for you. And Chris, tell us a little bit, like very, very shortly, what is one of these black belts? Obviously we know, but tell everybody here. And, and to Chris, your point, easiest, easiest way to find that, that Facebook group. So it is a Facebook group. Um, consider this your personal invite to join. Um, we basically just ask that you check a box and say you're going to treat others the way you like to be treated. You won't be a pit bull. Uh, you won't. You won't and be a scrapyard dog. Like pit bulls. So we're uh, kidding. What to say a scrapyard dog? Because I would. I would actually love to see a. Anyways, we'll leave Chihuahuas out of this. I had dachshunds too, so I can speak for for crazy little you know, ankle biters. Um, but yeah, drop some stuff in, in that group, I, and you can find it very easy. Just go to defeatingtaxes.com. That's defeating taxes.com that'll direct you straight to that page but drop those questions in there please we we enjoy it um but chris sorry to cut you off there but who who are these black belts right people probably think we're now karate instructors mm -hmm. but what do they do right, a teaching tax flow black belt is a tax professional within our community that has taken our three base courses and displayed competency to provide tax planning and strategy and guidance to taxpayers Awesome. So yeah, absolutely. And the vast majority of teaching tax flow black belts are not part of our private CPA practice. We really want to, yeah, you know, I, I use the analogy many times and on other podcasts that 
I use an analogy about sports or music or gaming. You have using text finding a strategy is like having a play or having a plan. Uh, instead of in basketball, instead of five players just running around with no no play, when you have a play or in football, um, then everyone knows what they're supposed to be doing, and you get the best result possible. And, and thank you for mentioning a couple of things in there too. One of which being, you know, they they may or not be part of part of the private practice, which either way is great, right? I mean, you're not, they have all gone through the same program, we'll call it the same training. But I think the real value in that is that anybody who has that, you know, designation, which is, which is the teaching tax flow black belt, they're the type of person that, and this is going to sound like a sales pitch, but it's not, I just want to lower the barriers, you know, in some of that relationship is that you could reach out to them with some of these questions, feel comfortable with it, that they're going to have an answer because they've been quote unquote trained through the process, right? So it's not in a sense that you're going to go to a CPA. I'm not going to say your CPA because we don't want to talk bad about any of them, but they are, it's, it's like-minded people. And, and I think one of the core concepts of that training is that really, I mean, they have to anyways, but really be looking out for the best interests in yourself. So right. it, it, not all black belts, you don't have to be a CPA to be a TTF black belt. You can be a licensed professional. You can be an enrolled agent. Uh, gosh, some of the most talented tax professionals I know are, are not CPAs. They're enrolled agents and they have different niches and different things. So absolutely. I mean, you know, and there's always that question and, and you, in, in many ways, it'd be nice if the IRS came out with a black and white on tax deductions. I would use reasonable thought and some tax professionals are extremely aggressive. Some are very conservative, but ordinary and necessary, a reasonable expense. Don't be afraid to take a deduction for an expenditure if it's legitimate. That is, there's nothing wrong with that. So, that's, a, that's a great, I wouldn't call it a closing, but that's a great thing to, to take to heart, right? As long, as long as you can legitimize that deduction to yourself and to others should be nothing to be afraid of. I know in another podcast, we, we talk about um, a home office deduction um, and them actually getting a visit from an IRS officer, right. I believe it was. And it would have seemed like, oh my gosh, why is this happening? But it was easily legitimized. There was no, there was no fight for it. So, No, absolutely. So think about your deductions, talk to a tax professional, jump into our Defeating Taxes Facebook group. Please rate, review, subscribe this podcast with five stars. I'm going to let Johnny T take it away with our thinking our sponsor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Chris, as always. And everybody too, just a little bit of a reminder, please drop any of those questions that you may have in that teaching tax flow, um, the, our Facebook page specifically, as well as the group or email it to us, shoot us an email. Um, we can always be contacted at hello at teaching easy way to get a hold of us. I know a lot of our listeners um, we have previous relationships with, so obviously text phone, it's, it's kind of an open channel. And thank you again, everybody, for your time. We can't thank you enough, um, Chris. And actually, I, I know we thank everybody for their time and listening, but we really, really do appreciate all the questions that everybody sends us. Um, sometimes, ironically enough, we're, we're filming these or recording these and we're getting questions popping in, um, which we always appreciate. So even if we can't get to every one of y'all's questions, please send them over. It really is what drives us. So what do you say, Chris? Should we, should we let them off the hook here? We'll let you off the hook. And again, those, yeah, those questions are great because if you're asking those questions, there's a hundred other people thinking of those questions. And that tells us the direction to go with our content. So thank you. 
Have an amazing rest of the day. Absolutely. Thank you again. And we will see you next week. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us again on the podcast. John Trapolsky here from the team. A couple new things this week, actually, that we have going on. Um, Obviously, our big, big project, we're kind of keeping up under wraps, I should say. Uh, We'll be out here probably within the next eh, three, four weeks. Uh, Really excited about that announcement. But even in the meantime, we are adding some really cool videos, some fun stuff uh, you may not expect over at our YouTube channel. Um, I'll drop the link in the show notes on this as well, um, or just go to YouTube and search Teaching Tax Flow. Those videos are sure to come up as we start to roll out some content on there as well. Um, but also, as, as always, check out the Defeating Taxes Facebook group. Uh, again, this is your advice. No excuse. Can't say we didn't tell you about it. I know we crossed over that milestone, I believe, of about 800, 815 or so members. Uh, so really excited for that. I know Chris just posted a fantastic question on there. I believe it was yesterday um, about estate planning. I'm just really asking the community what their biggest concerns are with that or biggest needs. Um, and we're connecting some of those dots with some of the members. I know there's been some some fantastic conversations that actually took place just yesterday based on that. Um, but as always, shoot us those questions. Shoot us those show topics that you may want to hear us discuss. And we actually have two, actually no, three, three fantastic guests lined up here for the next couple weeks that you guys will be hearing from as well too. Some outside the box, again, some things you may not expect from us. So we look forward to hearing, uh, hearing your feedback on those and keep on trucking. We'll see everybody next week.